Hey, what's going on, ladies and folks? This is the fake intro. Pranked. Idiots. Stuff on your mind, you're feeling unclear. Just hop on the mic and speak without fear. Let's air out. Hey, what's going on, ladies and folks? This is the real intro now. I hope you guys you guys fell for that. Like that was, was so obviously not the real intro, based on like my tone of voice and everything. But you guys just walked right to that trap. So how y'all doing? Did you have a nice long weekend? I sure did, and that is my reasoning for not doing this podcast yesterday. You know I'm so timely as always, and uh, I did say I'd never do it on Tuesday again, and that was just a bold faced lie. So this is kind of my confession video. It's my apology video. Just want to say I'm so sorry to all of you. Everyone, the hundreds of you that reached out, like, hey, where's the podcast? Where's the podcast? I want to, we're hanging with the family. I really want to show my family the podcast. What What am I going to do? I just, I didn't have my mic with me. I went back home to Barry this weekend, so I didn't bring anything with me. And I was going to do it when I got home at like 8.30 last night. And I was just like, nah, I'm going to watch Game of Thrones instead. So yeah, that's why uh, there's no podcast on Labor Day. A little Labor Day delay. But uh, here we are, back and stronger than ever on this episode of Aaron Arrow. Episode 51. I was going to say first podcast episode of September, but I can't say that anymore. We have officially done a podcast in every single month, and I just checked actually in two days. Ooh, sorry. September 8th is actually the, uh, was when the first podcast uploaded, so next week will be the one year anniversary episode, because I'm not ready for that yet. We, uh, even I have plans, and we procrastinate on that too, so we'll probably, we'll still get it done. We always get it done, but, uh, yeah, hopefully we have some fun stuff for that. I plan to do a couple episodes, probably, might do an episode with Ethan, and then do an episode with, uh, with myself, kind of react to that first podcast, a little, a bonus episode, as you will, to make up for that one episode I missed this year. Uh, back in, when was that, May? That's, like, not a bad streak, though, like, of 50, out of 52 weeks, I did a podcast in 51 weeks, that's, I'm a quitter, like, through and through, I quit everything, I was thinking about that this weekend, I, I start projects that I get really excited about, and then I stop doing them, this whole, remember when I was gonna draw, make a little animated, I re- still wanna do it, make, like, animated, uh, stories, uh, to my podcast, didn't end up doing that, I haven't touched the tablet in, in months now, uh, the indisputable duncan the short story is written got to a, i got stuck at a point haven't touched it since uh you know guitar i stopped for months haven't got back to it uh i was gonna ride my bike to work i brought my bike down in may have not have not rode my bike to work once i've not rode my bike once at all actually uh yeah i don't i don't follow things through but uh i mean two things i guess three things yoga very good at getting that done daily uh not drinking still the longest streak I've had I mean anything we're like 300 it'd be like 377 days or something today and then uh what's the last one podcast yeah so just saying those three things I just have not have not faltered on whereas everything else just seems to just fall to the wayside but those are three good things that's like drinking is great for my my mental and physical health yoga is great for my like super flexible my my body's doing well, and the podcast, I just, like, really enjoy doing it, and, uh, other people seem to enjoy hearing it, so I kind of stick to that, stick to those three, so not, not bad, uh, not, not bad triplicate of things to keep doing, but anyways, 
as I was saying, welcome back to the 51st episode of Aaron Air Out. Didn't, <laughs> didn't play anything. Didn't play anything. I have a few things written down. I have a nice long dream. I don't know if I'll get to that. Uh, I don't know what people think of the, the dreams. I had a very long nicotine dream uh, last week uh, involving Ethan and a hair salon and uh, hot babes. Uh, so we'll see if we get to that. But uh, one thing I wrote down actually earlier uh, last week, because I was like, I need topics after the trash episode three, completed the trilogy. Uh, it was like vacations and stuff. I don't think I've ever talked about this place that was uh, you know near and dear to my heart in childhood. And that was Willow Beach Cottages. That was, uh, you know, we're not a wealthy family. We don't go on extravagant big vacations, but uh, my parents could squeeze off two weeks every year to go on vacation. Uh, so for a long time, Willow Beach Cottages from the time I was a, a baby up until I want to say like eighth grade. I don't think I ever went in high school. So probably yeah, up till 2008. So like it's a good 14, 14 years. Yeah, yeah. 14 years. That's not bad. So Willow Beach Cottages was up in Halliburton on Lake Cushaga Wigamog. And uh, it's like this compound you know it's not a compound it's like a resort they got a bunch of very small cottages there's 12 cottages all various like four or five different designs i think depending on like the family size and we always got uh cottage number one which was right beside the water like the furthest in like the corner so if, if you want to think about the property you know you got the lake lake at one end road at the other end and uh, our cottage was like at the front right corner right beside the water cabin number one and uh that's like a, a place that i have a lot of fond memories um what i remember well beach cottages let's talk about as a kid they did this thing called the uh the kids program so every morning on the weekdays uh the son or daughter i think it was mostly them of the people that own uh the cottages the gauges they've sold it now and it's like it's not the same place but uh they would walk around the lawn ringing a little bell the the kids the kids club bell and then all, like all the kids would like run out and join them and walk around with them as they ring the bell and they let you ring the bell and it's a ton of fun and then you go meet in the middle of the property uh right at the back of their house like their main house where they lived and they'd have a picnic table set up and then you just like hang out with all the kids uh for the day uh, you'd like break for lunch and then in the afternoon you'd go again so it'd be like i want to say like nine till noon and then i don't know one to three or one to four uh monday to friday and just have like a ton of super fun activities the ones they're like specific days so i think like on tuesday was tie-dye day i want to say so you'd always you know bring in your own shirt and you do tie-dye uh with all the other kids and uh, I've, i had so many tie-dye shirts and i was i never got good at it i always wanted to like do those patterns where it's kind of like an explosion coming out the middle and you really have to be smart with like how you elastic it up and then you know you can make some sick designs and i just i didn't have the patience for that so i would just like take my white shirt just bundle up elastics wherever i could just make like a bunch of nipple sticking out of it look like a deformed cow's udder and then just like dump it in whatever color i could because i couldn't even tell what colors i was dumping it in anyways is this blue is this purple is this orange is this red i i got no idea so i just you know have this really kind of hard to tie, uh, mess up tie-dye which is kind of a good thing because even if you do just like the more random it is kind of the better it looks um same technique i used for that nasa sweater that i don't know if i've ever worn on this podcast but people might have seen me wearing it and the whole reason i tied it that nasa sweater is because I, when i got it i spilled salsa and red wine on it the first day and it's a white sweater so i just stained it 
And then for like a year and a half, I just had to sit with this ugly ass stain on it until we finally tie-dyed it. More than a year and a half, probably two or three years. Um, yeah, so Tuesday was tie-dye day. And then I remember Thursdays, I think, was the big water balloon fights we would do every year. They had all these uh, cool like water balloon devices. They had one of those like hot potato water balloon things where you put a balloon in it and then you crank the timer and then you pass it around and then it'll like pop on you at a certain time. Uh, it was a ton of fun. They'd have like water guns and yeah. That was a. Uh, those are big Thursdays. Those are exciting days. Uh, all the kids go into an all-out war, and then going to find the parents and like soaking them as well with water balloons. Um. Those are honestly the only two main days I remember. But like every day, there's like kind of something specific, or it just be like uh, just playing games in the field, you know, running around, tossing around a ball or a frisbee or stuff, and uh, yeah, just kind of like keeping all the kids occupied as the parents were like day drinking on the beach. I never even. I never even got that experience of being an adult at the cottage. I'm sure it's a, a lot of fun for the parents to like see their kids run around having fun with other kids and not having to be like watching them constantly. But uh, I also would like to know what that other experience was. I mean, there's probably like a lot of peace of mind knowing your kids are taken care of for, you know, five or six hours out of the day. Um, Yeah, so the kids program was a ton of fun. I remember I never wore shoes at Willow Beach. That was like a, that was a point of pride for me. Never as soon as we got there for two weeks those shoes were never going on unless we we're leaving the property um and i was like walking through the grass i remember i would get stung with bees so much my feet would be swollen because i just stomp and all these little bumblebees hidden in the grass and then even walking across like gravel roads going up to uh they had this like portable at the opposite end of the property from us uh it was like their little rec room so they had a ping pong table a computer with like really old games like cubert and solitaire and all those like super basic um games on the computer uh and they like built a pool hall uh a few years in since we got there so you could go rent like pool cues and stuff like that for free like just you just go ask them for the the key to the pool room they can go play pool so i did that a few times in the afternoons um this is not gonna be a a, a very cohesive story it's just me as as i remember things happening uh at willow beach um so my friends i had at willow beach remember this one kid uh mckenzie and uh him and his family always rented cabin 12 which was it was the biggest cabin uh they always they had uh it was Mackenzie, his sister madison and then i guess their cousin Allie and her older sister so then like uh i think madison was my sister's age so a year older than me Mackenzie was a few years younger than me and Allie might have been my age i don't know honestly i didn't really talk to madison or Allie, because girls are yucky uh but mackenzie remember he had some kind of like uh some some banged up legs his legs didn't work right like our legs work um so he would always drive around in one of those like little electric jeeps one of those kids electric jeeps and i was oh i was so jealous i never i never had to drive that thing uh with permission i remember one day we were down at the beach and i think he was playing in the water and then uh he wanted me to like carry him out like from the beach back up to his, his little jeep parked on the grass and i was like now's my chance he can't chase me so i like ran out by myself and hopped in the jeep and like drove around for a bit and just left them sitting in the water and then my i think some parents saw that i was just like taunting this crippled boy uh as he's like laying in the water just getting splashed by waves and i'm just having the time of my life doing donuts and he's like aaron please come help me come on that was a good time that was a good, great time 
but uh their family stopped coming one year and i never have a cell phone or, like any contact information of any of them so uh on moving day it was like it was an exciting day to see which of your friends are going to show up who's going to be around to play with for most families only stayed for a week uh so that we'd be there for like a week and then all the families would leave and then like another rotation of families would come in uh so there's like you know i always preferred week one because there's like more kids my age and then week two were more like the degenerate kids you know the kids we didn't like uh what was the names steve or scott and rachel i think they were like uh i'm gonna say they're probably cabin eight which these cabin numbers won't mean anything to you guys this is just for from my own memory um yeah they were they're bad kids but their dad was a italian or irish one of those two and i feel like it should be pretty obvious but i can't remember uh and then the every thursday night of that second week we'd have a big uh kids versus adult soccer game which is actually a ton of fun too um i played barefoot all the time my feet were so like i was so good at kicking a soccer ball barefoot no like hyperinflated or whatever i could beam that thing because my feet were just callous but like stonemason hands just concrete blocks down there from bee stings and walking on gravel and kicking soccer balls and burning them on sand uh yeah so every thursday night to get all the dads together and then all the kids and like all the moms would sit along on the sideline with like their lawn chairs set up and we play like a two or three hour soccer game um i want to say the kids usually won but i feel like the dads would let us but uh yeah i want to say his name was scott scott and rachel their dad was like he was a cool guy i remember one year he asked me uh, who he always asked me who do you think is gonna win the world cup now i just at italy because like i knew italy's a good team and then one year Italy did win. So he's like, oh, of course, of course you chose Italy. I'm sure you're such a big Italy fan. I'm like, I have no idea who's on Italy. I don't, I'm not even positive where Italy is, to be honest. It's somewhere in Europe. Uh, I know spaghettis and like fettuccines. And that's that's what all I know about Italy. Um, But I was a, kind of an all-star on that team because I was fast. I was a fast kid. He might not know it now looking at me because I'm, you know, a bit of a, a bulkier guy. Got a little more weight on me. But back then, oh, man, I was shorter fast and nimble i could just zip around with that ball and just tuck it in um yeah big soccer games ton of fun what other activities that we do at willow beach cottages uh banana boats have you guys ever been on a banana boat this was something like later on uh that we start doing uh so like down on the lake there's like you know there's all kind of like water sports companies that do like boogie boarding and water skiing and one of the things they do is uh you can rent a banana boat for like an hour so a guy would come out in a, a speedboat, uh, and then behind him, it was this giant inflated banana, and then, like, two other, like, inflated, like, you know, big balloons on either side of the bananas that you could, like, set your feet on, and then you're, like, hunched over the banana, and then, there's some handles on it, too. And then the boat would just rip around. I think you get, like, five people on it at a time, so you'd have to, like, go find, you know, me and my sister would have to go find three other kids that wanted to join us on the banana boat for the afternoon. Um, and then they would just rip around the lake and try and like throw you off the banana. Essentially, it's like tubing, except you're sitting on a large banana, and uh, there's multiple people. So if you fall off, there's a chance that you are gonna fall and boot someone in the face, which happened multiple times. I kicked a lot. I always wanted to sit in the front, and uh, I always ended up like just punching Rachel in the face or something, just crushing them as I was coming down. And honestly, it felt good. But uh, yeah, banana boats were a ton of fun. I don't know if. I don't think I've seen a banana boat outside of that uh, Willow Beach Cottages, but I haven't been on a ton of lakes uh, since then. 
we did like a few cottage like independent cottage rentals uh for a few years after that and then you know by like grade 12 i had had a job had to get a job in the summer and i have not have not been out since with my family that's kind of our last uh our last family vacation was uh when i was in high school so it's been it's been some time it'd be nice to do that again um yeah the fires there was a big bonfire monday on monday night like the first monday night i want to say where they'd uh they'd invite everybody down uh to the the fire pit there's only one fire pit on the property uh and i think you had to get like permission if you wanted to do it use it for yourself but monday night was the uh kind of like the getting to know everybody all the families come down bring your own chairs and then the same people that ran the kids camp would run uh the campfires so, like they would uh they'd sing a lot of campfire songs uh there was a moose a, uh, what is he oh i'm gonna this is a butcher one i'm gonna butcher this one uh why can't i think of a single campfire song he's just saying uh everywhere we go everywhere we go people always ask us people always ask us who we are who we are so we tell them so we tell them we're from willow beach we're from willow beach mighty mighty willow beach mighty mighty willow beach and if you can't hear us and if you can't hear us we'll shout a little louder and then you get louder and louder and then you call on someone else to like do the next verse and they go and this time underwater style um or the other songs you sang i said a boom i said a boom chicka boom i said a boom a chicka rock a chicka rock a chicka boom and then you can do that version and it's like other versions of that are uh i said a race car style i said a vroom i said a vroom shift of room i said a vroom a shift a grinder shift a grinder shift of room Ah, uh, what else we got? We had a janitor style. I said a broom. I said a broom, push a broom. I said a broom, a push a mop, a push a mop, a push a broom. And uh, that was always nice because, like, if you if you were a returning person, you would just know, like, have this collection that you could, like, blow the minds of all the new families. Like, you know, they're, gonna, they're never going to understand this, like, uh, Elvis style that we do. Uh, I don't remember what Elvis style was. I don't even know if there was an Elvis style. So, sorry to disappoint on that front. But uh, what was the moose one? The moose, the moose is in the water, eating his supper. What is he doing? He's sleeping. What was the sticky? There's also one like a sticky moose on the loose. There's a moose on the loose drinking juice. I don't remember how that one goes. I need my sister remember. But uh, yeah, I need to eat like marshmallows and s'mores. Honestly, I'm not a big marshmallow guy. I'll, I'll come right out and say that that a controversial take not a big marshmallow guy I don't, I don't really understand it even like a well-cooked marshmallow like over a fire just doesn't it doesn't really do it for me that's just like pure sugar i guess i'm not really like a sugary guy i like the chocolate and the graham cracker for s'mores and like the marshmallow does like add a nice you know gooey layer to it but as far as just like roasting marshmallows and eating them you know fresh off the stick doesn't do it for me spider dogs whole other level i could eat a thousand spider dogs hot dogs without buns are zero calories you could just eat them eat an entire package and you would not feel it so yeah love me some spider dogs um what else was going on at willow beach cottages there was this old movie theater we used to go to and i was trying to remember the name and it just came to me kin mount theaters there's this really old movie theater man there's like a rainy day we'd all pile up into the car and go drive to kin mount and it was like this this old house slash movie theater tucked like tucked off a highway in the bush like you wouldn't really know it was there if you're just driving by it 
and there's like a cool museum of like old cinema they would walk through as you're going into your theater there's probably only like four or five theaters in this in this building you know not great seats not a not a big screen but uh, just the experience and being like that's like you know that's kind of what you do on a rain rainy you know tuesday afternoon or tuesday evening uh when you're out of the cottage because there's no internet we had no internet uh for the two weeks that we were up there which uh that was nice i mean i didn't really miss out on anything all i wanted to do was like play call of duty at that at that time so that's kind of like the only thing i was missing out on but uh yeah, there's no like uh, being disconnected from social media or anything or, like disconnected from your friends. Um, I remember one year I saw my friend Quinn. I saw his parents were at the main office and uh, the main office also had what they called the tuck shop. And the tuck shop was like a, a little candy store they would run between five and six. So normally our, our, our parents would give us like a toonie each day. You say, all right, go to the tuck shop and get whatever you want. And candies, chocolate bars were a dollar. And candies were like uh, like ten cents per piece, so sometimes I would just like save up until I had like five dollars, and then just get five dollars worth of like Bigfoot or five dollars worth of fuzzy peaches. And you give them a little a little brown bag, and you could just then you just walk over the beach mucking, and everyone knows it came it came from the tuck shop. That was a great memory. Um, the sauna, the sauna room, and the hot tub room. I never used a sauna because I didn't really get it as a kid. They had a hot tub there, and I would I would go to the hot tub. It'd be like forty degrees outside, and I'd be like, I'm going to go to the hot tub and relax inside the hot tub. Uh, it was an indoor one, and uh, the room like had that nice like fresh wood smell because it was like pretty pretty freshly built. Uh, so I just love that smell, and now every time I smell that and I go into a sauna or a, or a hot tub room, I like just get nostalgic about that Willow Beach hot tub. And I was always uh, back then. I was like, uh, no no jets in the hot tub. I just wanted a nice calm water, and then. Now I see that's kind of weird. It's kind of like just taking a bath with a group of people. It's kind of very uncomfortable. You don't want to see what's going on with everyone's legs and their bathing suits. You know, you just muddy up that water, get those jets on cranked full power, spray right up your butt and just, yeah, enjoy it. Enjoy it. But yeah, back then I'd be like, no jets. No one turn the jets on. I'm just, I'm relaxing. I wouldn't talk to anybody. (laughs) I want pure silence. I'm just going to sit in this pot of water by myself and ponder. Am I going to play badminton or volleyball after? Or am I going to go grab a bag of Doritos and walk to the beach? That's another like very fond memory I have is walking from my cottage back to the beach, just like mucking a bag of chips. Cause my parents like, I, I wanted a snack. My parents like, well, bring enough for all of us. And then I'm like, I'm going to eat as many as I can between here and the beach so they can, you know, mission accomplished and I don't have to miss out. Um, what else did we do? I kind of really, I don't remember any movies we really saw at Kinmount. Um, I remember one time I saw another girl went to school with Rachel Newby. I guess she has a cottage up there. I don't know where, but like we were in line at Kidmount and she just turned around. She's like, Aaron, I'm like, what the heck? Rachel. And I didn't, I was like, hi, yeah, we're at a cottage. I was not very social back then. And she's like, oh, neat. And then she like turned back around and went inside. And we, I think we saw a different movie, but, uh, yeah, that was, that was weird. That's what I was saying though. My friend Quinn. Yeah. I saw, I was at the tuck shop and his parents, came in to talk to like the management staff because like the front office desk is right beside the tuck shop um i remember being so fired up like the next year i'm like holy shit quinn's gonna be at willow beach cottages he's gonna he's gonna have so much fun and i'm gonna actually know somebody i'm gonna be the talk of the town of having like an outside friend i'm gonna have technically two cottages i can go into quinn's cottage and my cottage and i was so excited and then like all throughout the saturday saturday moving day i think yeah or maybe it was sunday I, I don't recall 
on one of those days, I remember just like every car that pulled up to the parking lot, I'm like, is that Quinn? Is that Quinn? And it would, never was. He, they never came. I guess they were just staying at a resort down the road from Willow Beach, and they were kind of just like looking at other options out there. And uh, I guess Willow Beach was a little, a little too low class for them. They wanted uh, something, something fancier. So that was a that was a bummer. Um, what else we got going on? Uh, Kawartha Dairy. That's a big deal too. We'd always go for Kawartha Dairy ice cream. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen the one up in. I don't even know where it is. Honestly, it's up like in Halliburton area. But there's a giant cow on the roof, and then like you line up outside, and there's like a little takeout window. Uh, there's always a line, always a line there, because I guess everyone in cottage country is going to this Kawartha Dairy. But uh, yeah, going up there, there's like a little a large porch swing that we'd always eat our ice cream on. Go sit on that, rock back and forth, eat ice cream. I remember getting bubblegum ice cream one time, and that was a terrible idea because it was there was actually like bubblegum pieces. So like you get you take a few bites out of your ice cream, then you're just chewing on gum, and it just completely takes away from your ice cream experience. Because like, do I spit out this gum or do I keep chewing it and just keep multiplying the amount of gum in my mouth? But uh, wouldn't take it back for anything. Wouldn't take it back for anything. Great memory. And what else? There's I'm, there's so much. There's so much at Willow Beach that I could talk about. I'm sure there's so many stories. I just can't I can't remember the specifics I'm looking up at the sky I'm looking into my brain looking up at my brain trying to make it remember stuff and it's not working too well Martin Martin was one of the kids camp guys Martin Gage and he had a bow staff so we like we'd always as kids we like if we knew he was in his room we'd like go shut out his window like Martin Martin show us the staff and then he'd like stick the staff out the window and like show us some moves and he'd like pull up his blinds and just like like spinning around he was a sick guy like honestly one of the coolest guys he went on to like work for a water sports company and like teach water skiing and stuff and teach wakeboarding which that's gotta be that's such like such a cool thing that that's like a possibility for him just living up in cottage country i'm sure the winters and stuff are tougher for them but then you got like ice fishing and uh you know snowmobiling and uh, snowshoeing so yeah it'd be very cool to grow up grow up on a lake and have that kind of just a completely different i feel like like experience growing up and also growing up on like a a what's it called like a like a resort like just having constantly like different families all around always coming and going there's always different people you know around your house that'd be a, that'd be a super interesting i wonder what i wonder what he's up to now if he's still doing the the water sports stuff or if he's moved on to even bigger and brighter things um peter and blair those are some of my buddies they're in cabin 12 week two yeah they're the week two family in cabin 12 and uh yeah peter peter has kind of kind of buddies with but like that kind of friend where you're like if you're in a group you'll talk to him and it's all fun but if you see each other one-on-one you're super weird about it then he had a younger brother blair uh which i feel like i blair always tried to fight me but i was just bigger than him and i wasn't that big and so i'd always win but uh, i had to remember that blair was just like a wild high energy little kid he would he would be flying around too on that soccer field and I would just dummy. I'm just a stonewall Brock, they called me. Because Blair would just run headfirst into my chest and just crack his cranium. And I'd go on and score. Um, I'm sure there's so much more I could talk about. I That's where I did my first fishing. Uh, I remember the first fish I caught, the hook went through its eye. And then I was like freaking out. I'm like, Dad, Dad, I hooked its eye. And then my dad came out and he's like, he didn't really, he's not a fisherman either. He was like, I just gotta, we just gotta pull it out, I guess. And just like, you know holding the fish and then just trying to jam a fishing rod back out through its eye and then we got it out and just tossed it back in the water I'm like, okay well that was yeah i guess that's fishing aaron enjoy Had a little mickey mouse fishing rod 
I never really liked the idea of like just pulling fish out, catching them, and then just throwing them back in for the sake of like the whole point was just to catch it, you know, stick a hole in its mouth and see a later fish. Uh, I remember some other kids were like, they'd have like a little bucket. So they'd catch fish and then put it in this little bucket. And I didn't like that they were, you know, the fish now stuck in this little bucket. So I would end up at some point, like sneak up behind them and dump the bucket back in the water and then put it back behind them. And then they'd be like, where'd our fish go? Our fish jump out? And I was like, no, they didn't. You just, you're just uh, mistreating those animals and I'm here to stop it. Um, Yeah, what else we got going on at Willow Beach? I remember Stephen and Rachel, or Scott and Rachel, whatever. I think it's Stephen. I think I might have said it was Scott before, and it's definitely Stephen, now that I, now that I say it. Uh, they got in trouble one year because they were, like, having a party in the rec hall, and they were dancing. I think Rachel was dancing on the pool table. And uh, the gauges came to us, like, hey, do you guys know what was going on uh, in the rec hall last night? The pool table broke, and I immediately ratted them out because I didn't like them. Like, yeah, we know all, all these kids are up there, and there was, like, loud music, and they are drinking soda pops, and they were, like... There's a lot of energy. We didn't go in there, though, because we didn't, we didn't like the look of it. There's no alcohol involved. There's no drugs. There's no no nothing. There's just juice packets and uh, 10-year-olds. That's what all it took to break the pool table. Ping-pong table. Um, what else we got? Badminton. I love playing badminton there. But I always wanted to play at, like, noon or 1 when the, the kids camp just got out. And when it's, like, the hottest part of the day, my mom never wanted to play at that time. She's like, let's play at, like, 4, you know? Or let's play early in the morning. Let's play at like nine. I'm like, well, I can't do nine, mom. Kids camp is on. But four o'clock would usually work. But uh, yeah, I love playing badminton. Just me and my mom. I was pretty good at it too. I'd love to play it again. Just to see like, was it, how good was I actually? Because I don't, I don't know. I feel like I make good contact on it. And I could, I could crush that thing pretty far. But uh, like I never play badminton outside of Willow Beach Cottages. So for two weeks a year, I could play cottage, I could play badminton for maybe like five or six times. And that was it. Um... Do you do Blue Powerade? I got a, a real thirst for Blue Powerade there. They had a vending machine there, and that was like the, the top four rows were all just Blue Powerade. And I just love, you know, saving up my 250 get myself a Blue Powerade, get myself some tuck shop, some food, maybe like an arrow bar and some fuzzy peaches. Just live the dream, go sit on the patio, patio chairs right outside our cottage. There was like a long line of like six or eight uh, Muskoka chairs all connected in that weird like deck material you know i'm talking about not like standard wood kind of like that faux like plasticky wood kind of thing so that was like you go sit out there and watch the water that was a lot of fun i remember i saw a commercial for the movie uh gremlin i think it was no leprechaun leprechaun with jennifer aniston he's a creepy looking leprechaun and then i remember just being terrified uh to sleep uh because i thought the leprechaun was going to come into my room and like uh you know sneak in because we didn't there's like, you know, it's a single floor cottage from the ground. You can look right in the window, which I hate. Like, I never want to have a bedroom on the main floor where someone could just be standing at my window staring through it. I like being elevated. So at least if they got to put up a ladder, I'm going to hear it when they're watching me sleep. So I had a lot of sleepless nights, a lot of raccoons scaring me, thinking there were leprechauns coming to eat me. Um, the way the cottage was set up, it was like living room, kitchen all in one, single bathroom, and then two bedrooms. So my parents took one bedroom. And then my sister and I were supposed to share the other bed. Uh, but over time, as we got older, we didn't want to share a bed anymore. So the one person would start sleeping on the couch. It was a fold-out couch in the living room. And uh, I much preferred sleeping in the living room. Because it was like, you know, it's more of an open space. So I felt safer. Even though there's more windows and like the screen doors right there. And then like the back doors in the kitchen too. Just something about like, uh, I think I was also being close to my parents. Like their door would be right beside me. 
rather than like two doors away. I'd have to go out my bedroom door and then back in their bedroom door. So yeah, I got, I got really scared of leprechauns coming and get me back then. Uh, I learned how to tie a knot at Willow Beach Cottages. Uh, like how to tie like the butterfly knot, the standard knot. I remember tying my bathing suit one day. And like I never, I would just fake it for a while. Kind of like just doing things all around. And I was like, mom, you got to tie this. I have no idea what I'm doing. And then one day I, I was just fiddling around and I stopped. And I looked down like, oh my god. I, di- I did it mom look i tied my bathing suit she's like great for you honey and that's when i i've taken that knowledge with me but i also feel like i did it like a, a, a bad a poor way because I, did, I didn't learn from someone else i just like finally figured out by just making loops and wrapping strings around it and eventually one permutation stuck and if you know me my shoes come apart constantly all the all the time i'm stopping to tie my shoes and bending over because my shoes are coming undone but if i do it in a double knot the problem is that I, I can't undo a double knot because they're very tough and I don't have the nails to get under there. So I just have to single knot it. Ah, so that my failure to not be able to tie my shoes comes from Willow Beach Cottages. Now you know that. Uh, what else we got? What else we got? Uh, the raft. Oh, the raft was a big deal. So at the beach, there it's called Willow Beach Cottages because at the beach there's this really big willow tree that it was like almost parallel to the ground. So you could kind of, you could walk on the trunk and then walk around like a big, a big branch that's sticking out and then back onto the flat portion. Uh, And then from there, they had a rope swing. So you could swing out and then jump into the water. It wasn't super deep. And my dad learned that the hard way because he went off the rope swing like early on in the year and just landed, crushed his ass, just straight to the bottom. It's like, it's maybe like four feet deep or something when you jump off. It's made for kids. Um, but that was a ton of fun. And then they had a raft way out. Not even, probably not even that far out, honestly. You could walk like three quarters of the way out there. Uh, but it's just like a raft, just like a floating dock with a, a ladder on it. So you go out there and play like uh, King of the Hill, you know, try and throw each other off. Or you'd race to the raft or you'd, uh, you know, uh, raft stuff. You just you swim out there. You jump off into the water. You climb back up. You jump off again, or you stay on the raft for too long. You dry off, and then you're like too scared to get back in the water because it's gonna be too cold. So you're just sitting up there, and your mom's yelling at you like, "You gotta come in for dinner." You're like, "It's gonna be cold though. I don't know what we gotta do." Um, yeah, yeah. The raft's a ton of fun, but also scary. Cause remember, I also saw that movie. I never saw. It. I saw a trailer for that movie, Anaconda, with that giant snake in the jungle. And then I remember getting on the raft one day and then thinking about that anaconda. And then I'm like, well, now I'm too scared to get back in the water because there's a massive snake in there. So that's, uh, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of, I was very, very responsive to horror movies back in the day. If you're hearing some weird noise in the background, that is just Ethan practicing the drums next door. So uh, it shouldn't last too long or it might last the rest of the podcast. I don't know. I haven't finished listening to it yet. Uh, back to me though. Um, What else do we got? Honestly... I don't really remember a ton of other specific. Like, there's no like big story that I could tell you about Willow Beach. I wish, I wish there was. Maybe it'll come to me after like bringing up these memories. It'll come to me next week. But uh, just a ton of like a, f- a really fun two weeks. I remember like the last year we went was kind of like uh, it felt like it was. Like, we didn't know it was gonna be the last year, but like so many of the families had like changed. I guess their kids had grown up, so like doing different things now. So like, you know, it'd be moving day and all, all the cottages would be empty. And then it's just us on the property as they're like cutting the grass. You know, we're just sitting on the beach alone. And then families slowly start rolling in throughout the day. And it's just like less and less of my friends showing up. So at the end of the day, you'd be like, wow, I have I have no friends here. I have no one to spend their next 
week with, which I mean, back then it was devastating for me because I was not good at making friends. Now I feel like I could, I could adapt, you know, I could, I could figure it out, but also like being a, sorry, my alarm's going off, but also like being there as like a 28 year old probably wouldn't be, you know, trying to make friends with eight year olds probably wouldn't, wouldn't be a great look for me. Um, yeah, that was, yeah, very fond memories. And then after Willow Beach, so we would rent, rent just like family cottages. Some, I think one was on the same kind of idea of like a large property with multiple cottages. Uh, that one kind of sucked. I remember, I think it rained a lot. Uh, we had to move cottages, um, because of something. There's something wrong with that cottage to like move to a better one. Um, I don't remember any of the people there. I just remember like watching storms blowing over the lake. Uh, yeah, no, no great members. I think, ooh, I think that's actually, there was a gas station that had movies and I saw, I love you, man, in a bin. I'm like, I think I remember liking this movie. And then I watched, I love you, man, religiously after that, bought it for like five bucks, watched it, you know, watch the full movie, then watch the full movie, the commentary, then watch just the commentary, then watch the lead scenes, then watch just watch that DVD front to back. And that's how it became my favorite movie just because like rainy days and just watching I Love You Man here and Paul Rudd and Jason Siegel talk about it. Love that movie. Uh, then there's another cottage I remember we rented where my sister and I spent most of the time watching Supernatural, that TV show. Uh, she brought like the box, the first four seasons of, on box set, brought them all up to the cottage and we were just binging and that show was so good. Honestly, I was like hooked on it. And uh, the cottage was just, it was on like a steep cliff. So it'd be like a very small cottage, kitchen, two bedrooms. Uh, one of the bedrooms was uh, bunk beds. Uh, and then like a steep steps down to a little dock. And then uh, just go swimming. And there's like nothing else around to do. So it's like, if you're not swimming, that's about all you can do. If you're not swimming, you're sitting in the cottage. So we just watched for hours each day, just watching Supernatural, just me and Jensen Ackles, just bonding. And uh, what's the other guy's name? Jensen Ackles and D D Dean's the character name. I don't Jared Padalecki, I want to say. Yeah. Uh, and then the final cottage I think we went to, uh, we had Abby, our first Cocker Spaniel, our only Cocker Spaniel, our first dog. Um, and it was just, I have no idea where it was, just some cottage out in the bush. Again, little dock. And I remember at that time, I had, just before we went there, I had asked out this girl, Jody Fisher. And uh, first girl I ever asked out. I guess second, because I technically asked out Aaron Ross too. I, I read that love letter I wrote to her a long time ago on the podcast. That was like, the first journal entry I wrote or read. Um, but yeah, I'd asked this girl, and I'm like, hey, when I get back from the cottage, we're going to go on this date. She's like, okay, yeah, looking forward to it. And I was like, super looking forward to it. And I was like, we should go home early. You know, nothing's going on here. I think the last two days it was raining. So I like convinced my parents that we should just drive back early and like enjoy the rest of the vacation at home. Uh, and then I yeah drove back home and I was like message Jory like hey I'm back from the cottage and she's like I don't think I want to go on a date anymore and I'm like I still have no idea what happened in those two weeks don't know she seemed very into it we did like a double date uh, before I left with me and Reed and Jordy and Christina went to like the lakeshore and walked around and took a bunch of photos had a had a great time and then yeah she just turned around and was like I don't wanna I don't wanna go on this date with you and that crushed me cr a, cr a crushing blow to Aaron's ego and just heartbroken and uh yeah I was mopey for a long time after that she's married now to some some other guys he's no Aaron Brock so she kind of she kind of lost out on that one she could she could have had a part of this Aaron arrow pie and now she's stuck traveling the world with her rich boyfriend so who showed her 
I did. I did. Um, yeah, that was the last cottage we did. And uh, have not been on a... I guess we did do a road trip out to the East Coast. We had uh, Nova Scotia, PEI, New Brunswick. Um, the only thing I really remember from that is uh, Pizza Delight. An absolutely killer pizza place. It was like 9 o'clock at night. Everything was closed. We were all tired. And we found this place, Pizza Delight. And we rolled in there. And I swear it was the best pizza I've ever eaten. And I've had John's Bleecker in New York City. And that pizza was so incredible that, like, for the rest of the trip, every time we're like, what should we get to eat? And I'm like, Pizza Delight. Let's get Pizza Delight. And it was, like, a special, you know, situation because we were the only ones in the restaurant, too. So, like, the pizza was just made for us. It was, like, freshly made. I haven't put all their focus into it. And we had, like, this nice, quiet restaurant all for ourselves after a long day of driving. And yeah, that pizza just hit so hard. Uh, I also had my first Big Mac on that road trip, and that hooked me. Every time we drove past McDonald's, I wanted to muck a Big Mac. Those Tim Hortons sausage biscuits just came out too, and I ate so every single day for breakfast. We would go, my parents would go get a coffee. I'm like, give me a sausage biscuit. Crushed too. Absolutely love those. Um, what else do we do for vacations? I'm trying to think. Uh, I was I had I had something come across my mind. I was talking about Supernatural, and I don't remember what it was uh oh i also used to go on uh camping trips with my friend ryan ryan and his family um i didn't really want to do them uh i remember he would always invite me like they do these two week like road trips where they rather than stay at one place like we would always do they would like camp at a site for a day to three days and then pack up and move on again and uh the trek i remember the most uh we ended up in uh Went to Sault Ste. Marie. I remember that was a super long drive. It was like an eight-hour driving day. We were watching uh, watching movies on his portable DVD player in the back seat, and uh, went to Pancake Bay and Sobble Beach. I don't know what the order was. So if you're better at Ontario geography than I am, uh, you can probably figure that out. Sobble Beach, Pancake Bay, and uh, Sault Ste. Marie. Um, and yeah, those were like they were fun trips, but also I hated how much his dad made us do like all the work. I don't know if it actually was like a ton of work, but like I remember always like setting up the tent, taking down the tent, packing up the truck, taking down the trailer, setting up the trailer, you know, doing everything, gathering firewood. Like we, I felt like we were just doing all the work for the campsite. And I remember I, I got home and I complained about that to my parents. And then they, of course, they go ahead and like just tell Ryan's parents like, oh, I hear Aaron's working a lot on the camping trip. And then of course, then I got Ryan's parents talking to me because my parents can't keep a goddamn secret. Just ratted me out immediately. That's gotta be the worst thing parents do. You tell them something in confidentiality and they immediately go tell the person you told them about. Like, come on. <laughs> like like be chill for once. Um, but those were those were a lot of fun camping trips. Um, one day I remember we got in a lot of troubles, like it was raining, and Ryan and I were just like up early reading. We were reading books in our tent, think we're being good boys, and his dad was just like his mom and dad were like, Come on guys, we gotta go. Everything's getting wet, we gotta go now. And it was like an hour after they had told us to like pack up our stuff. We finished our books and then we got out and packed it up and it was just, everything was soaking wet. So for the next camps that we got to, everything was drenched. Like this is, this is what you have to deal with when you guys are being lazy, slob, no good buffoons. And like we were, we were reading, we were, you know, expanding our minds, but no, they had to, they wanted to hit the road. So, uh, yeah, I don't remember, again, I don't remember a ton of details. I remember Pancake Bay being super cool. It was like the first white sand beach I'd ever seen um yeah so that place was awesome sobble beach i kind of remember just like vibes of like a beach town kind of like driving kind of like wasega beach vibe too but just like you know like those like string lights all along all along the sides of the roads and like little cabana shops and you know lots of patios and people walking around in swim trunks and shirts off 
I remember like a like a Cali vibe. I remember that being uh, super cool. I wanted to go back there. I haven't been back since. I've never been back to Sable Beach or Pancake Bay. Not even sure where Sable Beach or Pancake Bay are, to be honest. I just know probably somewhere in the vicinity of Sault Ste. Marie. Um, what kind of movies did we watch? I remember we watched Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Um, a lot of old movies, like The Day After Tomorrow. A lot of like old old 2000s actions movies is uh, is what we would watch. Um... Yeah, Ryan was like, he was like my best friend all through elementary school. And like after eighth grade, we just split just different directions. I used to, his mom was my babysitter. So I used to go to his house every single morning and then every single day after school um, from like sixth grade into eighth grade or something like that. And it was like a, it was a multiple years. I'd been through like 14 babysitters or so, just always getting passed around. Um, cause my parents always worked till five o'clock at night. They worked the nine to five. Well, my mom did. And my dad was like kind of unsure when he would ever, ever be finished from work, but his truck didn't have enough seats for my sister and I. So even if he got home early, he, we were still stuck in the babysitters till mom could get us. But, uh, yeah, I used to go to Ryan's house and watch him play video games and just like talk him through. I, think that, I feel like that's where a lot of my video game skill comes from. Cause I would just watch him play the game and like figure out what to do. And then whenever he got stuck, I'd be like, oh yeah, just do this, do this, like solving puzzle i remember i solved the water temple puzzle for him in zelda because he, he was just stuck as hell i'm like oh, it's, it's so easy all you gotta do is this um yeah a lot of a lot of like nintendo games because i didn't have a i didn't have a gamecube or nintendo he was the nintendo guy i was the playstation guy so like i remember on boxing day i went to his house he just gotten a gamecube and i watched him play super mario sunshine and i was like man this game is sick and then uh watched him play through paper mario the thousand year i watched him play through a, a ton of games i didn't really play didn't really get to play much at all um he got a pc early on too so i remember watching him play like uh, age of empires and uh, command and conquer all those games up there on his computer yeah we listened to albums yeah he, yeah he was my source i didn't really listen to a ton of music back then i would just listen to like whatever other people were listening to so he would like have me listen to like good charlotte and simple plan and american idiot when that came out that was a big deal I think I was in fifth grade, I want to say. Was that like 2005 when Green Day came out? American Idiot. Um, Yeah, I listened to a lot of that stuff. Played Bionicles. Built like Lego. Big Lego structures. I wanted to build like a Lego base. I remember I built a sick sliding door. Because I had like those smooth pieces on the bottom. Then like built a, you know, two walls. And then one in the middle that could slide back and forth. Make like a secret base. Play Lego. Yeah, I had a ton of fun with Ryan, and then he just, I don't even know what happened, honestly. Just one of those things where you just kind of, you just grow up, and you're just different interests taking in different paths. He went more into a, uh, I mean, I feel like part of it might have been I was always just, like, smarter than him. I remember he, like, he got good grades in elementary school, but he also had to, like, work really hard, and his mom would help him, whereas I was more, like, just coasting, you know? Do everything the night before, whatever. Don't really have to study for tests. Don't, my mom, dad just you know just make sure i'm doing my homework at some point they know when this project's do but they weren't like helping me out do it or anything but like his mom would like help him build like dioramas and make costumes and stuff and you know prepare presentations and like for speeches and that and i was just always like just on my own doing it so i think that might have you know drive, drove a wedge in between it um and then he also got into like smoking weed very early on which now dude if he smokes weed now that's that's a pro that's a plus I got so many people trying to give me free weed, Ryan. We could just, we could get back together. But uh, yeah, just kind of split apart. He had a different crowd he hung out with. He was more into like being cool. Cool. I remember he asked me, would you rather be a, a prankster or a gangster? 
I'm like, I'd rather be a prankster, you know, make people laugh, it'd be a lot of fun. And he goes, no, dude, you want to be a gangster. You're not, you're not cool, Aaron. And I, I stuck by that choice. I still would rather be a prankster than a gangster. Um, but yeah, he got, I guess he got into more, it's that rap music that corrupted him, I guess. Yeah. Started wearing baggy clothes, started wearing a backwards hat, started dating girls. And then, yeah, we just went in different directions. That's, uh, yeah, so I'm not, a lot of my elementary school friends, I feel like, yeah, there's like the Ryan crowd, they all went with him. Then there is the me crowd. And then some people floated in between both, like Lucas, I feel like still talked to both groups of people for a while. But now he's off, uh, I think he's like a plumber in Toronto. So he's got to be making good money. He's doing well for himself. I think a lot of people from that group actually went into like the trades, which uh, I mean, good for them. That's a great career path, very stable, uh, make good money, doing probably doing better than I am financially. I'm still just wandering about out here. But yeah, that was a, a big uh, detour from from vacations. Uh, Ryan had a great dog, Taya, too. I, Taya can't be still around, just a golden retriever. Uh, I remember she came from Quinn, who I was talking about. His parents would uh, breed dogs. They'd give away golden retrievers. So a lot of people I went to elementary school with had some of some of Quinn's dogs. And Taya was one of them. Yeah, she was a, she was a great dog, real, real sweetheart. Um, yeah, we used to do sleepovers all the time, uh, like every weekend. And I always wanted to do a Friday night sleepover so then I could catch up on sleep again, uh, like Saturday night and then sleeping on Sunday. N no one ever wanted to do Friday night sleepovers. Everyone wanted to do Saturday night sleepovers. Then you're up till like 11 o'clock at night watching movies or maybe even midnight sometimes. And then you're waking up at eight o'clock on a couch that's too small for you and it's uncomfortable and they're just covered in cat hair. And you're having like toasting cereal for breakfast. Yeah, it's just... Still great times. We had so many sleepovers. I remember on like my, uh, I still am a conky. So it must have been like 2002 or something. I had a birthday party and Quinn had called me like, hey, do you want to come over for a sleepover? And I looked at my mom like, mom, Quinn wants me to sleep over. Say no. Say no. I don't want to. I'm too scared. I'm too scared. So I'm like, oh, no, sorry, man. My mom said no. Can't do it. And then I had so many sleepovers with Quinn after that, having like, we would have nerf wars and just play play video games and eat goldfish because his family had like have would have junk food around my family never had junk food around you'd have like yeah mucking on goldfish and sodas playing playing uh freedom fighters oh man we had so much fun in that game um yeah 007 halo yeah you name it you name it we played it probably yeah those are those are great memories those uh I mean, I still like video games, but, like, the nostalgia of just playing video games in the same room as another person, like, that, I st it's still better, in my opinion. Um, it's kind of like, you know, like, board, like, board games are a lot of fun just because you're all in the same room chatting, and, like, the board game's almost secondary to what you're doing, I guess, depending on, like, how intensive the game is, but, like, it's the, you know, the, the commentary and the talking about it and, you know, sharing snacks and, you know, sharing stories in between moves. It's just not the same where you're, like, doing it over Discord. And there's that like computer disconnect between chatting and your friends. You're just like you're not you know occupying the same space. So yeah, it would be nice to have like more, more couch games. Which Nintendo's good at that, but it's also now it's much harder to uh to get everyone together because everyone's in like a different city across Ontario or across the country or across the world. So it's uh yeah a lot tougher to get all the boys together. But it sounds like Will's gonna come down next weekend, which should be a good time. And then I think we're gonna go to uh michael's uh the homecoming game waterloo versus guelph at waterloo uh go watch that with a bunch of the westmount people see our boy play football you know i i still don't know how like if i have to get tickets beforehand or if i don't have a watt card so i can just get in i also 
gonna be weird just being there probably gonna be a lot of first years there and i'm gonna be like this old dude in the in the crowd just 10 years older than everybody cheering on my my guy uh but it'll be really nice to see everybody so hopefully that all pans out and everyone goes and uh yeah we'll have i think will's coming up this weekend so that'll be nice to see him hang out with will and chris um yeah other than that i don't know i don't think i really got to oh you want to hear one little story uh i'd written this down i just remembered it uh the other day but uh i was with will we were going to woodstock to hang out with uh one of his old roommates and one of our buddies cole and uh i was in like my i was in my rough phase you know i had a very scraggly dirty beard that i'd never cut and i was just i was overweight and i was i was looking in bad shape i was i was not looking good and uh just heavily drinking uh at any moment and at this point drinking and smoking weed at the same time when uh, like at the same night not immediately at the same time um yeah so we we're going up to cole's house to have a party i guess it was yeah it was his birthday um so they had like a bunch of people over a bunch of people i didn't know so my solution was just to get really drunk and then like it doesn't matter if you know people or not um so yeah i got drank a lot of booze and uh then like after the booze phase you're like oh well now we're just getting to some weed to you know putter yourself down you know wind down for the night and it just brain shut off just brain soup after after that bowl hits you um so we're playing jackbox uh like the online i feel like most people know what jackbox is if you don't it's like a it's a video game where everyone plays via their phone so you set it up like through a computer or through an xbox or something and then you uh go to the jackbox website and you enter the room code and then everyone plays everyone has a phone can play um play all these different games like uh uh fibbage is a common one where it's like you'll give you a fact and leave a blank in it and everyone fills in the blank and tries to get other people to guess their blank it's kind of like balderdash or like a uh, quiplash where it just asks you uh gives you a prompt like uh the worst place to have your honeymoon and then everyone just answers on their phone but everyone gets like different questions and they pair up the two people that have the same question they pair them up they go head to head and you vote on the best answer and uh, honestly it's just who can be the filthiest just disgusting rude insulting answers usually get the best when you're with a drunk crowd so i'm just just a heathen when i play quiplash just trying just trying to bring people down and just really nail their insecurities you know um so we're playing that and i remember i'm just i'm not having any luck on quiplash just i'm not getting any points on the board it's going really slowly i'm in a terrible state like catatonic just really drunk really high really tired not sure what's going on and at some point one of Cole's friends looks over me and goes, what the fuck, dude? And I'm like, whoa, like, I don't know. Did I have a bad answer? I don't, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't really know what's going on. And he grabs my phone out of my hand. Like, what the, man, that's not fucking cool, dude. And I'm like, I'm not sure what's going on. And then I realized that was not my phone. That was his phone. And I had not been playing uh, Jackbox at all. I had just been texting my answers to one of his coworker over and over again, just every single time. Like, uh, dick pump exploded on penis uh big boobs milky milk you know just not non-coherent trying to be creative and clever but just not available to it you know just didn't have the brain power to do it so i had sent like five or six texts to this guy's co-worker uh the worst part was i didn't get any points in quick flash but uh yeah that was a that was a real tough look waking up the next morning that was like one of those hesitancies where I'm like oh man i don't want to, i don't really want to face this guy but he was a uh, he was much more chill about it, and everyone else was like, yeah, those are really funny texts, man. Those are cracking us up. So it was a good move overall, but uh, yeah, that was a, a tough realization that you're not playing Jackbox. You're just texting a, a stranger on a stranger's phone. 
Um, I also remember at that party, I, I puked in a sink. I was in the bathroom. Like, it's, it's a tough move puking in the sink because the toilet's right beside the sink. But I just, like, could not, could not make it down there to lift the toilet seat up. Puked in the sink and then spent, like, 15 minutes running the water and, like, jamming, like, all the chunks back down the sink, making sure it works. So I was in there for a while, and I'm like, man, I'm... I don't want to come out of this bathroom because everyone's going to know I've been in here for 15 minutes. But at some point, you just got to make that move. So I was like kind of nonchalantly walk out like nothing happened. Just kind of like walk through the house and go sit beside Will on the couch and just like chat with him for a bit. And then uh, like 10 minutes later, Cole comes out like, oh, man, who puked in the sink, dude? It's disgusting. And uh, he's like walking around like someone puked in the sink. It's so clogged. It's overflowing. Oh, my God. And he rounds the corner and looks at Will and I and goes, man, someone puked in the sink and it's awful. You two are good, though. I know you guys didn't do it. And I'm like, sweet. Not, not gonna confess to this one then just gonna just gonna take this w and not say a word until right now so yeah cole my bad i uh i clogged your sink don't know how bad that was probably a tear you probably had to take the pipes out and like really hose it down that's probably gross it was a it's a gross puke we had a pretty big meal before that party too so there's a lot of chunks coming out there but uh yeah yeah that was the uh that was the only thing i heard that jackbox store is really the only other real story i wrote down vacations from jackbox and we'll save that dream i guess for another time if you guys want to hear another dream, maybe be sick of them by now. So, uh, yeah, who knows? But uh, once again, guys, thank you for listening through 51 weeks of these podcasts. Hopefully this one, uh, you know, maybe gave you some nostalgia. Nostalgia cast, just, uh, you know, speakings of my childhood and uh, and all that stuff. Maybe you know me a little bit better now. Maybe not. I didn't really give you too many personal details. It's more like, I remember I did this and then we also did this and then I also did this and I had a friend and now we're not friends. So not super insightful, but uh, whatever. It's a podcast, and that's what you guys uh, are used to. So thanks for listening to episode 51 next next week. Big anniversary, episode 52, the one year. Look forward to it. It's going to be a lot of exciting stuff. should be a, a big week in that I want to get that sketch out next week too. It's been very hard to find time to actually. I've been too busy. Um, so finding time to actually sit down and edit it. But I, can, I think I can get like a few hours here and there. A couple nights a week, and then hopefully this weekend, we'll see how busy we are, we are with the with the guys over. That would be nice to get a good chunk of that done, so I can get that out to you guys, uh, like, by the end of next week. So, thanks for listening, folks. Uh, hope you have yourself a great week. Hope you had a nice long weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Aaron, out. Hey, you did a great job listening to this podcast. And I really think you're going to do a great job again next week. So be sure to tune in to Aaron Air Out every Monday on Spotify, Google, and Apple. Also, find me on YouTube at Aaron the Brock. Take it easy, folks. Now take what you learned and have a great day. Damn, it feels good to air out.